0: Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Behind the Journey. This is the show of myself and Sam Spencer discuss all the things that's happened in the week, as well as discuss them, some of the things for the week to come. This time we spoke about Game of Thrones, and that dreaded Starbucks cup. We also spoke about AI and where it's going, and also about the content and how we're changing the game. I'm at my prime.
1: i'm at my prime we had the distract podcast earlier today finally Mm. it's been in the works for ages and we finally got it off the ground a couple of technical difficulties early on i think we started about half an hour after we thought we were going to but we got it all done you were in it weren't you so how do you think it went so the
0: first thing that i'm a massive believer in is that um test things a little bit uh, analyze what you've done and then roll it out fully and i think that's what we what what many of you listeners podcast won't understand because you kind of just see the surface of it is that me and sam are essentially just a test agent for the wider agency so you know when me and sam do a, a podcast on episode 11 or something now um this is just a test really i mean obviously hopefully you know you guys enjoy it and the audience listen to it and we kind of take things further forward but as an agency perspective it's very much we're the we're the test horse you know we'll we'll we'll, we'll see how things go We'll see how things work we'll understand what happens how how we uh made it work how it, you know, what worked what didn't work and then we'll go back to the agency and say look this podcasting is a good idea it's really easy to get traction on and um, the audience love it this is how you should get your questions in this is how you should um you should you should run it how you should edit it and that's very much what we did from the start and about three weeks ago ish i said to the team we have to make sure we get this podcast thing off the ground now and we spoke to, to Craig, one of our SEO guys, and he also said that, "Look, look, we can create a website around questions that are integrated with the podcast, so if there's a big question happening on search, we can see what the question is, we can create a podcast around the questions, we can embed that into the website, and hey presto, now our questions are creating uh, searchable content uh, for the website through through uh, SEO. So the podcast was always tested through the means that we're currently doing right now, and once we knew it worked, we rolled ahead with it. Now. About two weeks ago, the first podcast episode for Distract was created. It's called Ask Distract. It was hosted by Tom and Mike, and they did two episodes. And I listened to them and just thought, that's just not—it's not got the right vibe for me. It's not really working how I want it to work because we essentially did what we're doing now. You know, we had Tom and Mike, like we have you know, myself and Sam, but it didn't really have the right vibe. I didn't think to see how it was going to progress and see how it was going to get anything more. So, um, chatted to the team again. Um, you know, this is test and learn. This is a standard stuff I always practice and we do really preach it here and we decided to make it slightly wider so rather than having two people doing a QA, and a we will make it so it's three people from each department talking about departmental topics happening in their space so the one today was about social ads it was myself Tom and Steph discussing social um, and I'm trying to make myself not really be a, a main player in the podcast for so many obvious reasons um, but yeah so that was the the punchline I think it went really well I think we had a few hiccups to start with but that's what you get with any new project, I think it's definitely in the right direction where it needs to be, and I think that as everything, we'll be able to see things take time and develop over a period of time. So we'll see things get better every single every single week we do it. So next week, I think is is it PR next week or search? Or something?
1: Uh, I think it's search next week. Search next
0: week. So this week was social next week is search. There'll be three people from the search team discussing search in more detail, and that's how we want to roll with it. We want to become again. I say it all the time. Uh, I want to be the thought leaders, the opinion, um, the main people you go for for their opinion on, on marketing, especially in this region, if not nationally. And this is another step towards making that happen. So as always, we're doing things that people aren't doing at a deep level. We'll get fully immersed in this now. Um, if you know about any of the marketing Distract does, you'll see that we do pieces of content all over social of the, of the team. And and, and give, they give opinions there. Well, the podcast will also create new pieces of content for that as well. So it's a content producing machine from what really is only half an hour of effort from members of the team. So we're hoping it works. We're hoping it, it fades out old marketing and brings in a new form and um, we'll see what happens. But look, whenever we do new things, some things go right, some things go wrong. So no doubt there'll be some hiccups somewhere along, along the way, but uh, we've got it going now. We've made the first step, which is always the most important.
1: I think, I think it's really going to plug a gap, to be honest. Ask, distract, like... It's basically anyone can ask an agency what their thoughts on marketing are. Yeah, and the, like, thing,
0: the thing I love most about the, the session earlier was that a few people didn't agree. There was multiple, multiple different opinions where you know me and Steph had a different opinion to Tom or whatever it may have been. And it became almost like a debate around the topic, like you know, where is Facebook AI gonna go? Is data a good thing? These are all questions that were debated on the actual podcast. And it, it made a debate on the show itself, which made it very, very great for the for the viewer, for the listener, sorry. And it, it made the podcast more have more dimensions to it than the standard I talk into a microphone and deliver a message. It was it was good. And I'm hoping it, it rolls through like a new form of a podcast. Like almost like a talk show esque vibe. That's the way they need to be. That's the way I think that makes people perceive more as human and not as an agency. And that's what I always describe on these on this podcast is, look, can you make your team and your staff be perceived more than just a brand? They're actually individuals with great messages and great beliefs. And it's our job as, as managing directors and marketeers to, to make people within the organization be perceived as more than just a brand.
1: I think it's something that's really going to kick off and it's going to be really exciting.
0: Well yeah, I mean, look, we we started doing it for ourselves and then we had clients and prospects saying, Can we have a podcast as well? And it's been something now that's been been moving forward and it's crazy to look back on you know, we've always we started as a social agency and now we're this holistic agency that's now doing podcasts and work that we never thought we'd do because we've done that one simple thing, which is moving with the times, moving with where the return and investment is. You know, that is the most important thing that any business has to do, and I say it all the time, you have to move with the times. And that's all we've done here you know um two years ago we started doing our our kind of um face face to camera videos and um, that was an innovation in its space um now we're doing a podcast which isn't an innovation but we're filming them to create a tv show documentary-esque style which will go along with it and you're utilizing the questions and the podcast for search results that's an innovation so we're just always pushing the boundaries f- further forward like i said we'll see if there's any any bugs along the way but there probably will be
1: but that is what we do best is innovate so I was doing some of the filming and audio mixing for like for the podcast and I obviously heard everything you guys were talking about and one thing that like really caught my well caught my attention was LinkedIn Live because you said you had a um, like you've got a trial coming up of LinkedIn Live.
0: Yeah, so um one of the one of the guys um that, uh, that I know through kind of Instagram and doing the the podcast and, and content etc um kept me on linkedin and i got a notification saying they were live on linkedin and i was like that's crazy like i've not seen anyone have that before so i slid, in, i slid into a message and was like how look how have you got this and um she gave me a bit of a telling off she was like pete you always talk about this 1p thing you know that 1p of like you know, always ask always try things and she's like you haven't asked them have you and i was like no she goes ask them so i messaged linkedin and was like look i want to get you know on this beta program they're like yeah fine so um in two weeks time i should have access to linkedin live um and i'll be able to test it but it's phenomenal it's you know everyone knows that live worked really well when facebook first came out it doesn't work so well anymore but if you can create a platform which allows push notifications across everyone on linkedin that is fantastic and it'll work really really well we've got a really good um personal profile on linkedin it does quite well anyway so you times that and multiply that with linkedin live it should do really well so i'm hoping in the next couple of weeks we'll have um a more transparent view of why it's working, how it works, and um, probably put some content out there as well.
1: Well, I think it's crazy that you can literally send people out a notification to let them know that you're live.
0: But yeah, let me get this straight though. It used to happen with Facebook. You used to do something on a company page, It would send a notification to everyone, and then Facebook was like, that's actually a bit spammy, and they pulled it away. And that'll probably happen with LinkedIn. Once everyone starts doing LinkedIn Live, it's not just beta users. Like, yeah, you'll probably be restricted on who sees it and how you're notified, and can you turn that notification off, and do you get notified on LinkedIn Live, etc. Um
1: Well, they they could go the way that YouTube have gone, where you can have the option to Ask for notifications when people upload a video and things. So they might not maybe make it so that everyone gets a notification. But if you are a follower that wants to find out that information, you can just click a button and they can go, right, we will send you like updates when... I, I want to see AI get used in these these things. It maybe is,
0: I just don't know. But like, let's say that I got a notification from everyone the first time. And if I didn't click on it, I didn't get it the entire time after that. So it, it almost would understand who I want to listen to live and who I don't. Does that make sense? So like, let's say, I don't know, um, Richard, Bran- uh, Richard Branson was on there and like, um, it came through. Like, Obviously, then I would see, oh, I click on that. Then they start understanding that I want to see him live, but I don't want to see such and such
1: else live because I haven't seen it. And that could even be on a different podcast. Let's say that he features them somewhere else. They might even be able to then start targeting you with things from him from other places that you might not have found like before. Mm. And it would work in the same way. Yeah, exactly. I think AI's got a big play on this, and we'll see what
0: happens. I mean, like, obviously, I haven't tried it yet, but uh, and I've only ever seen one person do it. Um, but yeah, if you are interested
1: in getting a LinkedIn uh, live beta, just literally just message them. Like, it sounds ridiculous, but should we expand a bit on AI? Because I feel like it's something that I've been hearing around the office. Like, it's, it seems to be a buzzword at the moment. Yeah, but I hate. Every...
0: It. I hate as it. a buzzword. That's the thing. I really... Everyone is saying it. Yeah, right it's now. like everyone's been saying it for years. What's well. a? It's a pain. Like AI has been the biggest buzzword ever. Um, is AI going to take our jobs? ai 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 and um the reason it's been said recently is because of this whole facebook ai ads platform um if you spend it over i think tom was telling me if it's been over two hundred thousand pounds a month on facebook you can essentially press one button and ai will run your ads for you for the product uh, from the product catalog so basically you can then see all the different uh, you basically press a button and facebook will sort it all out for you which is fine and this, this is where it throws in the debate of like will kind will a marketer still have a job and can we automate everything marketers do? And where does AI play a part in this and that? And I think it's very interesting because I don't think that you can automate everything a marketer does. I think there's a level of gut feel and intuition and the creative spark that really is part of an on- of a marketer. So I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but it's also fa- always fascinating to see what Facebook do next. And one thing that I've seen before I came in, in here actually is that I saw a post and I, I read an article that said that Apple are buying um have bought 25 startups in the last six months so it's 25 brands in the last six months which is a, a basically apple are buying a brand every two weeks jesus like that's more than some people do shopping like <laughs> that's crazy right and i think that most of those are ai most of those are development technologies and that rolls me into the next thing about what apple are actually going to become because that got me really thinking about the way in which marketing's work, the way the technology world is going, the way business world is going. And um, I think Apple now have absolutely embedded themselves as a product, right? MacBooks, iPhones, iPods, whatever they may be, they're all there, right? They're all ingrained. And I think now they're trying to find their next thing. Like everyone knows Apple, I think they're the wealthiest company in the world in terms of cash and hand. They've I wouldn't got, be surprised. I think they've got more cash than some countries is what I read. I don't know how true that is, but that's what I read. More cash, which is unbelievable. And now they're looking for the next thing or they're looking at how they can add to their product or they're now becoming a wearable comp- company because they've got the, the Apple watch and they've got um, AirPods, etc. And seeing how that company develops is really interesting. But the thing that I want you to look at is who they're buying. Like why are Apple spending three hundred million on an AI company? Very interesting. Like what's happening? Where's it all going? And I think the whole world is making this big shift towards AI. And as entrepreneurs, business owners, marketeers, we have to focus on where the world is going. Because when Apple make a three hundred million dollar purchase for an AI company, let's see what that AI company is actually doing. Let's see what that brand is actually doing. Let's stay where the world's going. Because if we know where the world's going, we can create our own brands to fit alongside that. But the most important thing is we make sure we don't die as well. Because that is the thing that's always at the back of an entrepreneur's mind is, what can I do right now that is gonna be a defensive play to stop my company from dying? So that can be through innovation, that can be acquiring, that can be running a new market. What can you do to make sure you don't die tomorrow? And and that is small, subtle things for most brands. Start a podcast, do some slightly aggressive marketing. Can you open a new office? Like What can you do to keep going forward? Now, I don't need to look at Apple and go, oh, I need to go and buy a 300 million pound company because you don't need to do that. But the same scale that Apple is buying a $300 million company is the same scale you have to look. You aren't the richest company in the world, right? But you need to be making moves like Apple. If Apple are going out of the way to make these moves, you should be making moves yourself. And it doesn't have to be made by a company. It can be investing in that new salesperson, starting that new marketing campaign, launching that pod, something that means you're still going forward. Because it's like that, you know, it's like the slight edge. I mean, I hope everyone who's listened to this has read the book. You're either going up or you're going down. You're never staying the same. And if you're doing nothing, if you're just turning up every single day at work and you're just doing that one thing over and over and over again, you're in recession. Yeah? you're not doing anything aggressive and you have to be aggressive and grow and that's what i love seeing these big brands doing is because they still have that same sort of startup sme mindset which is grow 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 even though they are the most safe company in the world right now they can sit there with the most cash at hand than any company in the world yet they're still doing aggressive aggressive moves and still making things happen and still pushing the boundaries forward when they could all put their feet
1: up they then they would not be doing that for no reason absolutely 100 because they know that they themselves still need to keep pushing forwards. otherwise like you say they're gonna just flatline but ai is so fascinating to me right now i mean if you look at um spotify as a
0: as an ai platform understanding what music you want to listen to understanding um what players you want to listen to next understanding who you as a person understanding that when you put ben howard on you want more things like ben howard rather than some indie indie rock to follow it afterwards you know understanding ai is very 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 good it's amazing to, to happen when it's used correctly you know like and um, tinder understanding who you're going to swipe swipe right to next based on your behaviors of similar people that you've been swiping to all this ai stuff is is fascinating it's definitely the way the world is moving but the big question everyone has is how far will it go like are we going to be just run on ai and that's where some people kind of get a bit scared by it or is it going to be aiding our jobs is it going to be supporting us as a marketeer you know, you won't need AI to do everything for you, but will it support the decisions that a marketer makes? Will it will it learn and will it give you extra insights so you don't have to do the data admin? Will it tell you this is not performing above this certain limit that you've already put in? Will it be able to give us that information so we can act much faster around them? And I think that's what I think is most fascinating about AI is that it's understanding real deep data and crunching it so, so fast that we don't have to look at it ourselves We can just get information straight
1: away. So... Apart from the podcast, which we've carried on going for the last well ten weeks now, mm. in the last week or two, we've been a little bit vacant from youtube Instagram Facebook Twitter et etc et cetera because we've been building up to this big I'm not gonna say rebrand because it's the same Season same two. brand it's basically just freshening things up and it's going really well like we're really happy with what we've seen so far uh why like why are we doing this I mean I know why personally I think that the content was getting a little bit stale yeah. and I'd say that. and the, like the styling was getting a little bit repetitive. So I think it needs to be more unique, but why in essence are we switching up the content?
0: So I, um, had two thoughts to this. The first one is that I want us to be making better quality content, not more content. I believe that if we made uh, one piece of amazing content, um, then people would rather watch that than be hit with four. Um, yeah, i think that's just norm i also want to invest in um small amount of ad spend behind certain content just uh, because i want content to be proud of rather than getting loads of content and just fling it out there i think there's a a quality over quantity sometimes i know that you've had to really on the last last six months you've had to really just cram everything together get it done and i want people to watch our content and be almost mesmerized by it as well as have a good message. So I want us to take more time over the content, so that means we're gonna have to really shuffle it around. And second of all, this is gonna sound really weird, but when I think back to four or five years ago when I was really in the stage of like starting a business and really getting my head around things, I wanna create content that I wanted to watch and listen to five years ago. I wanna create content that would help me get where I am now without having the headaches that I had then, if that makes sense. But I also want that to develop as I go. So I want people to be listening to this podcast or watching our content or engaging with us in the community when they're on their journey, wherever they are. And as our journey continues, our content develops as well. So I feel like the content we were creating six months ago is perfect for where we were six months ago, but it's not where I want it to be for the next six months. It's not where I want to be for the next 12 months. And I think that we have to start creating real mesmerizing content with real messages that really drain through. And that probably means longer form content
1: that matters more, um, in my opinion. Well, well, I think that it kind of it shows a, a trend. All of this like trial and error that we've been going through, every three months or so we've had to switch something up because either something's got too repetitive, something's got the same, or we've had a new idea that's just like come from nowhere. And it's just it's just testament to the whole we're trying everything first here. We'll roll it out afterwards. But even even though we're testing something brand new, we still have to make another brand new thing after three months because this brand new thing is getting a little bit yeah and, it, and it's small things like
0: Instagram TV doing really well now and Facebook really dying on us and stuff like this where, where you kind of go actually let's move now and um, you know, podcasting favoring longer form content and you can go on and on and on and, and everything we do is based on data and insights and what we're learning all the time and um, you know it's the standard thing we are never ever ever loyal to the things you've done before it's always about creating things that are happening now and that really works now and today and and that's what i stand by every single day of the week so the content will change um when's the first vlog come back is it the 17th of may or the 15th? 17th yeah. 17th of it'll may be, the first friday yeah the first vlog's at atlas i think 17th of may so and that's you know i really hope you enjoy it and it's going to be more cinematic it's going to be much more um a joy to watch, uh, I, I believe, um, because Sam's taking more care. And what we're doing is we're, we're reducing the vlog to once a week because I want that one weekly vlog to, to, to just... you. I want you to sit down and watch it and just enjoy it rather than having three in a week, which is just crammed. And it's crazy to look back at when we first started this journey. It was every day we have vlog. Then it went to three, uh, one, two, three, uh, three times a week. Now it's once a week. And I don't want you to think, oh, they're weeding the vlog out. The vlog will always be there. But I want you to really engage with the vlog. I want you to really sit down and watch it because that is where it's really going to happen. And what i mean by really going to happen, I mean, when we move offices, when we double our staff, when we get a new business, when we sell a business, all these things is going to happen through the vlog first and foremost. And what you're listening to right now on the podcast is gonna be the thoughts, the afterthoughts, but I want you to watch it, I want you to be there. I wanna have a camera in a room when we're selling one of our e-commerce businesses and I want to turn to the camera and say, you saw this whole journey, you watched this from the actual start, you saw the seed, you you witnessed all this happen and now you're seeing me sell it and I wanna show the whole process, but to get you to really enjoy and watch that whole process, I wanna make better episodes, I wanna make greater content that happens and that's gonna be once a week, on a Friday, I look at yeah. Sam and he nods. On a Friday, so you really can wait for that piece of content. And we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, maybe in the six months we'll tweak again. But the vlog has to be once a week to make it really work.
1: I think that looking back on it, one, one like every single day is is fine for some forms of content. But I think for I think for the content that we do even three times a week, can seem like you've you've got to go out of your way to watch three pieces of content a week, whereas like one piece of solid content a week I think is going to be perfect. It could be faster paced because you've, you're condensing an entire week down into 10 minutes, 15 minutes, however long they get, it's going to be. So you can really just get a feel of what's happened over an entire week instead of having to check up every like couple of days to find out what's happened. And that's the most important thing. It's making it easier for the viewer to watch. So I, I mean...
0: Let me know your thoughts on on Instagram at Piwatto, and just just let me know what you think. But that's that's the vibe I'm going for. Uh, I want to make more, like I said, content I would have watched five years ago, is what I'm trying to create now. Um, more inspirational, more understanding, more marketing related, but more lifestyle. I'd say. Uh, moving on from that, did you have any Instagram questions this week? Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, and and one thing that I'm a bit sick of actually when it comes to content is is these images with quotes, over, which is why I'm scrapping them completely. I, just, I, I don't know. If you look at the stats and the metrics, they say they do really well, but I just don't like them. So we'll sack them off.
1: Um, and that's the gut That's the gut feel that AI couldn't tell you, right? I think the best thing with that is that if that was a client, they'd tell you to keep doing it because it's they are getting the most likes, the most shares, the most whatever, mm. but we don't like them. So, we'll so sack it off. don't we'll do, do it. We... Whereas a client would be like, no, that's converting the best. So I want but, but, to keep it. But
0: that's where it comes to this whole thing of AI is that my gut feel is saying, stop doing that now. AI would say, do more of it. My gut feel says, stop now, and I'm stopping now. And that's how we roll with it. So I've got two questions um, that I liked from the... So sorry if you asked the question, I didn't pick it, but I've got two questions that I really did like. Um, the first one is... Um, wait, sorry. Many organisations bring on experienced professionals to guide their businesses. Is this something that Distract have looked at? How, do you, how does Distract finally utilize strategic business expertise, mentors, coaches, accountants, and legal services? Which I think is a, an awesome question. And um, I go about this in a few different ways. First of all, I've never had a mentor or a coach. Um, my accountants are fantastic, and my legal advisors are fantastic. Now, first and foremost, um, why do I not have a mentor? Um, I believe that myself and Brad are so polar opposites of people that we mentor each other um through just being complete opposites now you will probably have ne- no one's ever heard brad on one of his videos or podcasts maybe the, he's he's been about a couple
1: of times but not really like not, nothing he's a bit, too bit much about,
0: no. and that's about all you'll ever see of brad unless i shove him on, the, on this podcast just out of the blue for a bit of banter but he is very very much the opposite of me He's very much the guy in the background making the wheels turn, making sure there's enough oil on him and, and, and making sure everything's in order. And that's the person he is. And I'm very much the go get and running around, start 15 businesses and see if one works sort of guy. And that's how we've always been. And because of such opposite, we, we kind of help each other develop and, and change over time. So I believe I've made, I've made Brad more ambitious. I also believe that Brad's made me more... Um, strategic and more more thoughtful about certain areas and be more focused on, on sections. So I believe that that's how we've worked together. My accountants, the stats actually show that you change your accountants pretty much guaranteed in the first two years of business. I did that. These partners I found now, uh, I went and sat down with um, three different brands, spoke to them, found out these guys were amazing. It was from a recommendation. They understand where we want to go. Um, they understand that no meeting is going uh, to be sat there and tell me numbers. It's going to be really all over the place and I'll probably spit 14 ideas at them and you know they'll walk out probably a bit shaken they understand that they get that they like how young and fresh we are we get on well very senior people and then the, the my, my favorite one is our solicitor and I really import anyone to find a great solicitor someone you can fall back onto whenever required and my solicitor helps me with loads of decisions loads from even the smallest of things to the most important my solicitor is the is my go-to for all fallbacks great business head on him very experienced experienced solicitor but also a go-getter as well so he sees what we're creating here and he helps me advise i would actually borderline say that my if i was going to be forced to have a business coach i'd have him as a business coach my solicitor which is crazy to think about because he's just i just get on with him so well he understands where we want to go and he's and he's really the the heart i would say of my fullback um if i ever had any situation i'd go to him and that is weird, but I think that every business has to have someone that they literally could. If 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 the world collapsed tomorrow,
1: where do you go? In a business world, I go to him every day. I think it's crazy how he's not—he's not a part of distract at all. Obviously, he's part of his solicitor's firm, but he—he is so ingrained in what you guys are doing that he goes out of his way mm. all the time to help you guys out because he knows like what your vision is, what you plan on doing and where it's going, and he believes it.
0: Yeah, and, and he's and he's fantastic. And um, I had another suspect before, you know, one you have to have when you start, and now it's just him every time. You know, we, had, um, we were investing in a company not too long ago. I went to him, he passed me to someone else. You know, it's like, where do I go for any advice? It's him every single day of the week. And he's yeah, and as simple as that,
1: it's like he's a WhatsApp message away, he'll reply within minutes and that's just how it how it normally rolls. So I mean when you say you don't have a, a mentor, you like you don't really, but I suppose if if this is someone you go to every time, he is kind of a overseer if nothing else. Yeah, I
0: mean everyone knows the set of fees, he basically is a mentor as well with his fees he charges. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 how it works. But um another question. Um he said got an in- interesting brackets maybe question for your podcast. Recruitment firms absolutely kill it money-wise, but could could a marketing or ad agency do a better job for advertising these roles for small and medium-sized businesses and offer a secondary income for the agency? It seems like the agency has almost all the speciality needed, and I don't really see why a recruitment agency is required anymore. Good question. Um, I don't. I think recruitment agents are part advertising agency, but part not. And I think the bit that they do, which no one can replicate is understanding the market, understanding where the staff are, understanding where the key skills are. I actually don't believe that a recruitment agency is really an advertising agency. I think it's a people agency. It's having lots of people that you understand at a deep level where they are. Are they looking for a new job? Can I help them? Are they a good fit for the role? And I would say it's more a people business, more like being friendly with everyone in the world. You know, some recruiters, some of the guys that we've we've never used a recruitment agency for any work, but um, the guys that we have here, some have used them before. And I know that they have amazing relationships with recruitment agencies, almost to the point where they'll be like, you know, go down to the pub with them. And I think that's what recruitment agents have, is they have great relationships with staff. So then if a great opportunity came, they can just turn to them and say, I've got a good opportunity here, do you want to come across? and that's what they have they aren't really marketing agencies and when we've done um ads before in the past for roles through you know our own means yeah you, yeah you do get some applicants but you get more serious applicants if you use the recruitment agency and um, and brand is always the most important thing so i would say that a recruitment agencies is and an advertising agency I, I understand the the thought process of well they're just advertising a job i don't think it's that way I think when you're going for senior people, they are headhunted for months. They're they're taking it out for dinner three times. You know, it's it's the longer process, and and that is what you can't replicate. So I think yeah, advertising agency, I get it. But at the same time, you could set up at any field. You could say, you know, what's the point about yeah, you know, an accountancy practice? Or you need an accountant and an advertising agency. Well, yes, you do, but there's much more to it. Um, you need to have the skill set, the knowledge to
1: be able to do the recruitment and so much more. Well, it's what is what I said to you because I saw this question before we did this podcast, and I, I my reply was just. They can't like they're not a marketing agency because they get marketing agencies to market all of their stuff. Yeah, of course, and that's yeah, and that's I guess that's the
0: angle he has, which is you know, marketing is getting the leads in, but it's not. It's a different game. It's it's outreaching on LinkedIn. It's having phone calls to 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 sweep out the the people. It's having those initial. It's a completely different.
1: Well, don't most of the marketing agencies um, like the the work they do for recruitment agencies is getting them more recruits that they can take under their wings
0: bit of both so yeah. it's it's either getting more clients or getting more people to apply for jobs which I understand all this but at the same time it's different it's a different breed you know it's it, it's literally like saying because an advertising agency technically can do anything they just need the specialist to front it so we could launch a we could launch a recruiter tomorrow but i need a recruiter We can launch a uh, a counter practice tomorrow, but I need an accountant. Do you mean like
1: it's all the same principle every time? Yeah, it goes back to the point of you needing to have an expert. Like you can say that, oh, an advertising agency could do it, but they can only do it to an extent.
0: They can only do it to the point where the lead comes in, then it stops. Um, And that's, yeah. So that, I get it. At the same time, as don't get it. Um, Yeah, I agree, but disagree. Um, But that is what we're creating here. We're creating an agency that can create other businesses and brands. So it's the same principle, but you always need the front man that understands it. Um, I've seen lots of, there's another one called Recruitably, I think it's called, which is launched, which is basically a, a software as a service recruiter. You know, it's 100 quid a month, they'll recruit for you. Don't think it's going to work. They'll just put the jobs on Indeed and sift through them. When actually, if you really want a good recruiter, they go through LinkedIn. They go through the CVs. They go through everywhere. They go to the pub. They go to the networking events. They find the person for you.
1: And that's the real difference. I think, personally, if I was in a position of hiring someone, I'd be going to a recruit because they, they know how to tailor the person that I want. I could talk to them and say, I want this person to do this job, they can go for all of their files and go, Right, this person has does this job, has had this job. Whereas I think if you just shove things on Indeed you'll get anyone applying for anything, really, won't you? You get terrible people on Indeed. It, and it just wastes more of your own time than it would be just to go to them. If someone wants to understand what happens
0: on Indeed is create a job called social media and you'll be inundated. I like honestly the, Sounds like you're talking from
1: experience there. This is the
0: biggest pain I've ever had. Is that you create a job called like social media manager or social media assistant or something, and the, I have a Facebook account, <laughs> legitimately comes through, and you get inundated with absolute tosh, and it's it's just which is why we don't do it anymore. It's just awful, uh, awful. So yeah, but don't. It's like bringing back memories. <laughs> um I want to touch on um, Game of Thrones. Oh, do you know? Wow, I didn't even watch Game of Thrones. But I've seen the Starbucks Cup. Oh, yeah. And it's raised all sorts of questions of, was it put there on purpose? Is it a brand placement? Um, is it good Is it good branding for, for
1: Starbucks? And I think the answer is
0: no. I don't think it was put there on purpose. But I, I think, think it's,
1: it's no. I think it's a one in a million chance that, for some really reason, mean. every single person in the room has missed the fact there was a Starbucks Cup on the table. But I, but I actually am really intrigued by what the value
0: of the media coverage of that Starbucks Cup is now. Like oh you, yeah, no, I totally put, agree. Everyone that's talking about that now, you put the show itself, all these things together, and
1: you have got a impression share of X million. What's that worth in real money? And you make a Game of Thrones themed yeah. cup, disposable cup. Damn right. And you you make, you almost like make a meme out of it. yourself. I would make a brew, uh, specifically for Game of Thrones, with now. some kind of name like a like one of, the, one of the one of the hat like. Are they houses or clans or something? I don't, their names? I don't watch it. I, I watched the first like five seasons and then it got love ruined you. for me. Well, no, I, I really liked it, but it got ruined for me, so I rage quit it and I kind of regret it. Yeah, I don't believe it.
0: But yeah, anyway, I would love to see the actual stats of that. Like, what were the reach was? Harry people spoke about the Game of Thrones Starbucks Cup and what are Starbucks going to do next to really jump on that bandwagon? Because I think they must be thinking about it now. If they're not, they have, they they have are to be. They have to be coming up with something. Something right now that relates to it, like a cookie or something. Just come up with something. If, you do, if they don't come up with something, I'll write a
1: letter to Mr. Starbucks and say, "Come up with something, please." It'll break my heart. If they're not thinking of anything, I don't know, like what their I assume marketing agency does because that like they've they've been given a golden nugget there. This is the moment? Like the mo- what the most popular talked about show yeah. apart from maybe Avengers right now is has accidentally in inverted comments whether it was accidental mm. or not. Like, where, what, like what? Why would you? you need? Yeah, why wouldn't you? Mm. It's, it, it's literally been. Hand on, like, on yeah,
0: but on, on that other note, um, I want to say my uh, I've been here, obviously, everyone knows this, but I'm back, I'm back in the gym, I'm back to the 10k of the day, get my times down, very happy myself. Got a, got a two hour game of tennis today, which I'm uh, concerned by, uh, we'll see what really happens there. But um, the reason I brought that up is because um, Tim, um, one of the guys listened to his podcast sent me an exceptional tip about listening to books rather than reading them. Because everyone knows our struggle. It took me too long to read Slight Edge, which is a great book. Finished it now, everyone. Finished it. Happy days. Um, But it took me too long. Now, Tim was saying that he gets a lecture to read his Kindle, which is amazing. First, first of all, is you can get Alexa to read your Kindle. When you go back to your Kindle, it's in the same place Alexa finished reading.
1: Yeah, I've done that
0: before. Well, it's, it's really, really well, good, well, yeah.
1: Why did it take Tim to tell me when you knew this anyway? Because <laughs> I thought you, I just, I don't know, I thought you enjoyed reading. Some people enjoy actually having a book or a Kindle in front of them, whereas for me, I'm like, I was li- doing, listening to Robert Webb's autobiography, and I was like, right, just stick it on for me, because I hate reading. Yeah, I so can't this, this is the problem
0: I've got, is that all the things, habits i put in them I have to force myself on that one. So um, what I'm doing now is I've bought, I've, I've just got to try for Audible, after our debate. But, you know, last, last week we talked about Audible, didn't we? hmm So that, the podcast sold me Audible. Anyway, so that means I sold myself Audible. So you'll get like an influencer code or something. Make at least a pound. Um, so I've got um, the next book is Lost Connections. And um, it's an incredible book so far. I'm about three chapters in. The first was it the you were in the car when I listened to the first one.
1: Uh, well, we listened to the foreword. In the yeah, cart.
0: that was weird. So if you are listening to the... If you are have got the lost connection, just the foreword is, is, is interesting. It gets interesting and better from chapter one onwards. The
1: foreword's almost the character development is really getting an idea of who the author is and like yeah. the reasons, I assume, behind what the book's about, which because I've not read it and like, anything yeah. past that. It's so. got
0: good now. But what I'm doing, and this is... Anyone who's got a difficulty doing long distance running, I'll rate this, is that I got on the treadmill, did my 10K, started, played the book, and i don't know about you but i get bored i i I think it's the person i am i I can't sit still i struggle to sit still and uh, without and do nothing which is why book reading is really hard for me sometimes so when i'm running i get bored as well i I could be 4k and like this is absolutely boring like i I just want to do something else and normally i listen to podcasts or or music but now i've i've started listening to to audible and it's fascinating because you kind of get more involved with the book than you would a podcast And I found that it's made the time for the running so much faster because you're focusing on the just move your legs right and listen to the book and that's what I'm finding is is helping. So I've taken a bit of Tim's advice, took a bit of my own advice and I've kind of piled them both together Uh, and I'm I'm reading Lost Connections through a audible.
1: So you're you're listening to Lost Connections rather than reading it. Correct.
0: Correct. (laughs) Um, And we'll see. We'll see if that helps uh, process. But it's it's amazing so far Um, and it's speaking a lot about um, the placebo effect. Um, which I think could be utilised in business as well as in life but we'll we'll get there after I get further further into it but it's a very fascinating book um, and yeah I'll, I'll report back but if that's the book I'm reading at the moment so if you ask a question and you want a copy of Lost Connections let me know on Instagram just hit me up Um, that's all I've got have you got anything else?
1: I think that's good, that's we're, good. we're at a Saturday like 37 minutes so Ooh. I think
0: see when we first started, any of the hardcore podcast listeners would know that Twenty minutes was it? Was it, Was that twenty minutes our first
1: time? I think it was like. Tw- I think the first one was like under twenty. Then we said we were going to go for twenty six because it was some, like drive time. average, the average or drive
0: time in the UK is twenty six. And now
1: we've just thought we have to cut ourselves short if we do that. So we'll just talk until we have nothing left to talk about. Basically,
0: we set our rules out and we ignored them all,
1: which does just sound very true to form. form yeah, yeah, that is what we do.
0: So yeah, thanks for listening. Um, I employ to do two things, three things. You can choose what you want to do. It's up to you. And if you already do one of these things, then no brownie points. You've got to do another one. Follow us on Instagram. At P. Subscribe to us on YouTube. and Press that little bell thing. Ding. That one. Because you're going to start seeing some fire content from Sam. He's nodding. He looks confident. And wow, th- I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing the content. It's looking fire. Number three is pass it to a friend. Something. Actually, no, pass this podcast to a friend. Because I love the podcast. You know that. Please pass the podcast to a friend. And that's it. Thank you for listening.